I got it. Hey, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the night. Um, thank you for this group of men that you put together. Um, thank you for the audience that we have touched. Thank you for those that are going to hear this message. Um, you know, for future generations, it's going to be captured for posterity, God. And we just praise you, God. We lift you up. We pray that tonight, God, that people will see less of us and more of you, God. And we just mm -hmm. pray that you will be lifted up tonight in everything we do. We honor you and we praise your holy name. Amen. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I would like to kick it off and ask you guys a question. I'm going to go around the room real quick and ask you guys. So I'll start with you, TK. TK, what's your favorite part of the day, man? My favorite part of the day? Yeah. I guess that would actually depend on what day because my schedule half the day, you know, I'm half my days, I'm sleeping. <laughs> I got you. Uh, I got you. I, I would probably, I would I, honestly, if I had to answer that, like out of 24 hours, the um, probably my favorite part is at night. I, and bad as I don't like working nights, I really get to worship all night, man. It's like, God, that's when I get talked to. That's when I get the most stuff going on. And then I come home and go to sleep. But at nights, that's is act. That's what keep me going all night. So I would probably say the midnight shift and okay. and worshiping at night. I respect that. Um, Brent, what's your favorite part of the day, man? Um, man, I was trying to think the whole time you were asking him, man. I, you know, it, it that's a tough depends, question. That's man. a broad question. It, it, I, I just I. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> probably late night, late night, because that's when I get alone time, one hundred percent by myself. You know okay, so probably from about eight to about twelve, so I lay it down, man. So all right, all right, all right. Okay, fish, what you got? Yeah, man, so you could ask me first. I'd have said the same thing, man. It's lunchtime, man. <laughs> I had to eat. Word, man. word. I respect <laughs> it. I respect yeah. it. Beast, what you got? When the sun go down, baby. I got you. I got you. Okay, what's happening, man? How you doing? All man, right. the sun go down, baby. He <laughs> <laughs> said it's smooth, right? Very white. Yeah, voice. You know baby. Beast, don't don't hit us with the with the with the ladies' voice, man. Come on, man. You say that. Say that, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, but look, man, that's the reason why I asked that question, right? And it's going to have more context once we get to the end of the lesson tonight. So the title of tonight's message and what I want to try to convey tonight is um, how, how do you um, perceive the moment? How do you perceive the moment? And the reason why I titled it that way, I think it's very important for us as Christians to be able to really have an understanding of each moment from a Christian perspective, right? That's really important. So that being said, let's get into the definition of just what perception is. So I looked up the definition of perception and it's about, you know, three different definitions for, you know, what Webster's has, but um, my favorite is the one here that I captured, which says um, a way of regarding, understanding or interpreting something, a mental impression. So I'm sure that we've all had different situations in life where we have done something or been in the same situation where with someone else, 
um, our friend and we went back and we talked about it where we perceived it differently. And it could have been at different stages in our life, how we perceived it or different stages in their life or they perceived it differently. Um, and sometimes when you on the same accord with somebody, both of you will kind of perceive it the same way. Um, I know oftentimes as Christians, when we're in certain situations, we'll perceive things the same way. And we can say, yeah, man, I see what you're talking about. I get your perception. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been talking to somebody and you really just can't understand them or understand the situation they were in just by the simple fact that they're on a different wavelength from you are. And as you go, or as we're going to go um, on this walk with God, it's going to be situations, it's going to be times in life where we're going to constantly be broadening that gap between our perception as Christians and other people's perceptions. So we got to be just aware of that and mindful of that, uh, you know, as we move forward in these moments in life. So that being said, let's, let's get into some scripture here. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. So Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse 14. Um, TK, you want to kick this off and read it? Yeah, give it to me again. Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse 14. All right, as we turn, Corey, you got anything? <clears throat> uh, give me praise breaking right now. <laughs> Boy, that bucket, that, answer, man. That, that bucket a little empty, man. He should, he bumped it. Something should came right out, man. Uh, I mean, well, I wasn't. I was, you know. I, was I love you, Jesus. <laughs> okay. I worship and adore your name. Uh-huh. Just want to tell you, what you want to tell uh-huh. me? Lord, I love you more than what. Uh-huh. Than anything. Uh, yeah. uh, Ooh, okay. man, look, it don't matter if you can sing or not. I can't sing, <laughs> but we're gonna sing. Come on in up room. I can't wake wait these kids up, man. That's all I got. Easy ass these Pete. Give me a second. I'm actually Yeah, it's a tough one, man. It's it's in there. It's a lot of goodness in there though, like all of them. Yeah, right at the Proverbs, man. You, right. you can get the Proverbs, flip one over. Okay. See, I like the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> he's, still, he's still working with me, man. There you go, man. Chapter 7, verse 14. Yes, sir. I'm reading from the NLT. So that's the New Living Translation. It says, in the day of prosperity, be joyful. And in the day of adversity, consider God has made uh, the one as well as one other, so that man may not find out anything that will be after him. You want me to read 15, or is that it? Um, that's it. You can read 15 if you want to. In my vain life, I have seen everything. There is a righteous man who will perishes in his righteousness, and there is a wicked man who prolongs his life in the evil doing. Be not overly righteous, and do not make yourself too wise. Why should you destroy yourself? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talking about perception, man. So, you know, in the day of prosperity, be joyful, but in the day of adversity, consider God also have set one over against the other to the end that man should find nothing after him. 
he's basically saying, man, that I'm the same henceforth and forevermore. In mm -hmm. each day and everything, in all things, we should be thankful. I don't know how y'all perceive that. So that goes back to, again, the title of tonight's lesson, man. How do you perceive the moment? Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I did tonight and I wanted to provide after each scripture, I want to go through and just do a real world example, right? And so mm -hmm. for the first real world example I came up with just regarding perception and just being joyful in every situation is thinking about football, man. You know, I love all the lessons that it teaches you, man, because sometimes things don't go your way, right? So for instance, for me, when I think about perception, like how do you guys perceive um, if I was to answer you without starting this meeting the way I did start it, man, just go through practice and you're doing a two-minute two drill. How do you perceive the two-minute drill in practice? Is that just something you're lollygagging through? It's not the real deal? Or in your mind, you're thinking, man, this is the real deal. I got to do a game day. Are you just trying to get up off the practice field to go hit that shower, man, so you can hit the club uh, on <laughs> Thursday night? And for me, oh, man, man, it – it, you know, I, I think it kind of goes into because this first one, two years, two minute drill was, all right, man, hurry up so I can get to the club. But then once I experienced what the two minute drill actually plays out to be in the game, once I was in practice, two minute drill was was life for me. I used to love doing that, man, because I, I knew that, man, this is real life here. So I think your perception changed once you get into it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can perceive something different until you experience it, and then you can appreciate the thing that you, um, that, that you're exposed to man so later in life like two minute drill was like all eyes focused on the, the drill man learning the plays and getting mad at somebody who ran the wrong route stuff like that man yeah. so yeah that, that's man i bring that some memories stuff go ahead that's man. so man, awesome man. that you said that because that's such i that's such a you know um you know segue to as your life changes as a christian right you know mm -hmm. you start taking every moment so serious in terms of the impact that it can have on your faith and your ability to impact other people in that moment, your perception of the moment, man. So just that segue and that connection that you made right there was just awesome, man. How you say you started off, man, where you didn't really perceive it to be as important, but then as you got towards your senior year, you realized how important that it was. And I think as Christians oftentimes, we're like, oh man, you know, I, I can get away with that. You know, church is not that serious. Yeah. You know, waking up and read my Bible, mm. it's, 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 it's all right. I don't need to do it every morning, but, you know, how do you perceive the moment, you know? Come on, baby. Oh, that's, that's good stuff right there, man. Yes, sir. What you, what you got, Corey? Corey is chopping in. What you got? Uh, well, you know, coming from the uh, running back perspective, you know, we could actually take that time off because we don't we you know we pass yeah. block right yeah. but if you actually paying attention uh you're actually seeing how everything developed right so if you're in the flats you know that okay this is my opportunity to you know I could be open right now because they they got the corner going they got the the post going over the top you know if I could beat the running back to the I mean if I could beat the linebacker to the outside then I can get this so my my perspective is just like watching everything unfold right i have the opportunity to see it blossom me see like it open up 
what the possibilities of things that can that, that can happen, right? Mm-hmm. From a bird's eye view. Um, so, and of course, you know, you go through the motion and trying to block, but you don't have anybody to block. So, you know, I, you just kind of sit back and you just kind of visualize it, almost like the quarterback, right? You have the same kind of perspective as a quarterback. So, uh, when when I look at the two minute drill, uh, that's kind of how I perceive, man. You know, you get to see everything develop. You know, from like like kind of like the same perspective as like the leader, so-called leader on the field, right? The quarterback is the leader. So you yeah. can kind of see it happen from a, from, from a bird's eye view. I like it. I like it. I like it. T, what you got, man? Well, I mean, I ain't got a lot on it. I just kind of shadow what Brent said, basically. Uh, but just in the, my my perspective in, in the moment of a two-minute drill is just like, because I want to win. I want to win you, every play. For, and and that, that's preparation from – from years of being in that you can apply to other parts of your life, but from, from the yeah. from the competitive standpoint that you you have, I want to win. Practice every practice, every game, every day. If it's a two minute drill, I want to beat who's in front of me and practice. Yeah, I mean, you guys remember how pra- how intense practices was the running backs and the DBs and uh, whoever the, the run. Brent, Brent, you know how we used to go against some DBs, man. Yes, sir. I mean, man. if you was not gonna beat me on a Tuesday, you weren't gonna beat me on a Wednesday. You weren't gonna beat me on a Thursday. <laughs> It's just that's the mentality. So my perspective was kind of just, you know what I'm saying? And and I can see how, like, going forward as a Christian, if we can learn to live like that early on, man, we can be really effective on winning souls. You know what I'm saying? The same mm-hmm. way uh, you got that go, we need to learn. That's why we can be uh, we can be, we can be so useful to youth right now, teaching them how to lock that part of it in so you can get, you know what I'm saying, lock that part of it in to where you can, you can be effective. You can be I as effective as God made you. So, yeah, man. I love that, T. I love that, man. Every day just coming with that intensity as a Christian and never letting up. You know, your perception is, hey, every day is game day. This is not a, this is not a drill. This is mm. not a game. This is the real deal. I love that, man. How do you perceive the moment once again? All right. Uh, Beast, you got anything? I won't leave you out, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My perspective. When it comes to the two-minute drill, back in my time, was was technique, and like TK said, beating the man in front of you. But as we all went through the two-minute drill when we first came out, though, we didn't know what was going on. Then as we grow, and this comes with reading the Bible, studying, growing together. Then once you keep continue growing together. Then you become that leader your junior, senior year. You lead the drills. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, once we continue doing what we're doing as a fourth and going banisher, we all can continue leading and be a stronger man as we grow older and older. So, I like it. I like it. It's the technique and the practice, man. So, you know, you want to be, you want to be a winner every time you step out on that field. Absolutely. Your perception is a lead from the front always. Exactly. I love it, Beast. The next verse regarding perception that I found, you know, in the word is Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. Um, anybody want to take a, take a stab at it and read it? Yeah, I'll get it. You said Proverbs what? 12, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. Fix it, Jesus, fix it like you said. 
you. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. It's a good verse, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we talk about perception, this isn't so much in the moment, but more so someone that is perceiving things in a selfish way rather mm-hmm. than trying to understand what someone is trying to tell them in that moment, right? So we've all been there as younger man and as man, just alpha male type A personalities. Hey, man, I don't got to listen to this cat. I don't got to listen to this dude. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to find it out my own way. I know I've been there personally. I know it's been times of people telling me things that, hey, man, like, hey, you need to go this way and do that. You need to do this right now with this particular time. But in that space and place in my life, I was selfish and I was seeing things in my own eyes rather than seeing things through the lens of what God was trying to teach me. I didn't have the perception. So mm-hmm. not calling myself a fool per se, but in that space and place in my life, I was acting in the manner of a fool, but not let my life listen right. to God. Right. Now, as right. I, now as I have grown and as my faith has gone, grown and as my knowledge has grown, I'm able to really step back and listen to people and understand what someone may be trying to teach me in that space and place and really try to listen. I try to listen to everything. I try to listen to everyone I encounter because I feel like their time on this earth is just as important as mine, right? Like my time is not any more important than theirs. So in this verse, from a perception standpoint, is there just how do you perceive from a Christian aspect what someone is telling you and taking away your own personal your own personal thoughts out of it, right? Your own personal bias. Take that out of the way if, if you can. I know for me personally, when I was younger, man, it was so hard for me to do that because I was such a selfish person. I don't know how you guys were. We can we can kick it around the room here for a second, man. But it was that was the toughest thing for me to do, especially, man, once I got to college, man, it was like, man, couldn't nobody tell me nothing. So I kind of had to learn um the hard way you know that old saying man what is it the hard head make a soft what well, hard head make a soft yeah, 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 so mine, yeah right you know what i'm saying i mean yeah, yeah. soft hey you know if we really yeah. keeping it real but that's how i was man so this verse from like just perception man it just resonates with me so much man so i'm just <clears throat> through this verse and through his word man and make sure I keep and I try to listen for that um, perception, not of my own, but, you know, from from other people, you know, through every situation, man, just trying to listen for that through any type of advice that's out there, man. Anything you guys got? I mean, I think you're spot on, man. Um, And, and, you know, the the thing is, just like I said, the very first part, you know, the fools, what you're doing seems right. And that's the hardest thing. And that's why, you know, this guy's labeled a fool because he, he thinks he's right in what he's doing, man. We've all been to the point to where we feel like, you know, all, almost, again, staying on the football thing where you're not coachable. You know what I'm saying? You're telling me that I can't get open and I got to run this route to get open? Listen, man, just leave me alone, man. I got it. 
This, you know what I'm saying? This is play throw up tackle, man. I can get open. So, I mean, that's the thing that, you know, I had to learn um, not just on the foot, on the field, man, but just in life, man. And, and you know, we um, – I did I did some something at work, man, when I, I met with all my team and I asked them all the question as an icebreaker, what would you tell your 13-year-old self? And, and the majority of it was listening to my parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, because how many times we, we go against our parents and got in trouble? You know what I'm saying? Did something foolish and got in trouble, man. So, um, and that's the thing about being young, young and foolish, man. So, I think that's – you hit it on the head, man. It's just it's just hard to, um, to break that – to break that cycle, man. So, I agree with you, man, for sure. It is, man. And uh, I will say that I think God uh, shows you that we all live foolishly until we come into the walk with him. Like, we don't understand it. But, I mean, the best way to say that is, is true, and this is how God show people to say it. Uh, a lot of people are going to fall foolishly into hell. They're going to fall foolishly. You're going to stand before him unknowing certain things. Like, we read some scriptures in Corinthians last week, and it was just all the scriptures where he was listing things that, you were, that, that you're going to do that you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And a lot of those things are stuff that we naturally do, like are naturally uncontrolled in our anger or our self-control, or being nice, and or how you slander, saying people doing something stupid that you be like, I didn't know that, I, you know, it's like we're all foolish in the aspect, so mm-hmm. walk, having this walk that we're doing now, man, it brings us to the light, to where you can show people, you know what I'm saying, and you, they can see the, the, a brand new, have a new perception of that, you know, but um, we all, I, we, I think we all go through that experience, and this is the best way to, to make you understand uh, once you walk into the light with God, that I was really living foolishly, that that's the best example uh, when he started to open your eyes and you see the way you're living and the way you was thinking or the way you was doing stuff was not the right way. You was being deceived the whole time by the sneaky devil that this ancient mm. serpent has been here from the beginning of time doing the same thing. It's not even your thoughts. It's not your yeah. thoughts. He's got your mind that's so it. twisted you don't know. So you are really foolish, man. That's that's a good point. And that's so, it's so crazy that you said that because I was just, thinking about as you were saying that like when you're not a Christian you can't even hear anybody talking to you like everything you you're doing you think it's right like, you know what I'm saying like when people try to take you hey man you need to chill out on alcohol man or you know fall back on that or you know your first man he don't need your first boss man he don't even got this together he don't even got that or she don't got this or she don't got that she trying to tell me something but you know, <laughs> right. you know ideas. I mean, that's the yes, way you kind of think when that different when you were like in that different mind state. Yeah. But now, yeah. if somebody was to like just tell me, you know, just about in that, like if Leslie just super crazy and not like the Lord, I'm gonna try to take and get some type of perspective on it and get right. take some type of advice from it. But man, this verse right here is just so powerful and so impactful, just so truthful. Just show you how powerful God's word is because it's it's so truthful, man. So, man, anybody else got anything? Nah, I, I'm pretty sure, man. Hey, boys hey, uncovered, give, man. Give, me, give me that verse one more time. Proverbs what? Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. 15 yeah. uh, I'm going to the next verse here. Corey, you want to kick us off with just some uh, Philippians chapter at? verse eight? It's Philippians chapter four, verse eight. Okay. 
I'm going to be uh, Philippian too until I get there. <laughs> 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 Elephants eat corn, man. Galatians eat okay. man. We know that by now, man. Yeah. man. He's back there in the back. Yeah. You say it's after Galatians? Yeah, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Philippians, uh, say say the verse again. Sorry, I look something up. What was that? Philippians, what? Pete. Um, uh, Philippians chapter four, verse eight. Last week, huh? Oh, yeah, we had this last week. So look at God, but bring it, bring it back to us now. All right, must be something in it. You said four, verse eight? Yes, indeed. All right. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, brethren, uh, wherever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good uh, repute, uh, if there's any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Mm-hmm. Let me read it again. If you want to, I mean, if, if anybody need to re- you to repeat it, man. But yeah, I, let me let me read it again. Finally, brethren, uh, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, uh, repute. Uh, if there is any excellence, if any, if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> so for this one, what I took away from this one, you want to be in constant communication with God so that your perception can't be distorted. So TK, he do an excellent job with this, man. I'm not just saying this because this is my, this is my boy. This is my homeboy. But he constantly reminding us, man, hey, guys, live holy, man. I encourage you guys, man. Let's live holy today. He probably say that like three or four times a week, right? Mm-hmm. So TK, without even knowing it, inadvertently, he's constantly telling us, man, to be in constant communication with God so that our perception cannot be distorted. Because it's so easy for your perception to be distorted. And for like a real world example, for instance, what was the pastor's name that came on here? I think it was Bishop Wolf. And he was telling us, hey, man, you know, cast down imaginations, things that are not like mm-hmm. God, things that are of this world. You have to cast those down. You have to make sure that your perception isn't going to be distorted, man. You got to make sure that you're thinking about things that are holy. I can remember, man, like yesterday, man, just chilling with TK, chilling with him in the dorm. And we would get back from the club drinking. This dude got gospel music, man. Even though in that moment, you might have thought his mind was distorted. He won't gonna let his mind, you know, his perception be distorted about his beliefs, you know, even in that moment, right? Um, and then, you know, I, I, it just, you know, it's, it, I know 
sometimes it's hard to be in constant communication with God. It's obviously almost impossible in the human flesh, but we have to try to, man. We really got to try to. And if we can try to do that, we'll constantly be changing and refining not only our minds, but our hearts in a manner that's really going to glorify him, but more importantly, just provide um, better examples for our families and better leaders, man. So mm-hmm. if, if we can do that, I, I know it's hard to be in constant communication with him, but, you know, the most we can, man, we need to really try to, man. So in all things, man, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things, man. So Hallelujah. be in constant Hallelujah. communication with God so that your perception will not be distorted. It's so easy uh-huh. for your perception to be distorted. I mean, I'll keep it real with you. Like, so before I started this group, I used to listen to some like some hard stuff when I was working off. I'm talking about Jeezy, Dolph, Wayne. I'm talking, they talk about some pretty hard stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to go back. And like, okay, Melvin, like at some point you need to really change if you really want to grow. So I started listening to uh, Maverick City music. I've been listening to your old church basement. And for me, I can't talk about anybody else's walk. But for me, those words are just so powerful for me. And I just get my garage, man, in the morning when I'm listening to to that stuff, man, I feel so uplifted, man. And I'm in work. And while I'm working, I'm thinking about those lyrics and they just talking to me, man. Today at work, I was just like, man, you can have my heart, Lord. You can mm. have my heart. And, mm. um, you know, I know my voice is cracking. I can't you sing like y'all. It. You got it. But yes, that's, just, that's just how I feel, man. I feel like when I'm thinking about those things, when I'm thinking about whatever is commendable, whatever is just, whatever is honorable, whatever is pure. I feel so powerful when I'm thinking about those things, man. So I know it's tough and I know it's hard, but I encourage us, man, if we can, in every situation, no matter what it is, try to be in constant communication with him, man. I know it's hard. I know it's tough. I know it's impossible, but we have to think that we can. And I think if we can, man, we're going to grow, man. And God will take you to places that you didn't even think you could go to, man. And you'll really begin to really make that connection with him and your per- perception oh, won't be brother. Give it so, to us. Anybody oh, else got man. anything for that, for that verse in that chapter? Um, man, just echoing that, man. Uh, just, you know, it just because you just said it, man. It, it talks about, it gives you things to think about, right? And TK talked about the mind not too long ago. Well, it was sometime last year, but, you know, an idle mind is the devil's workplace, man. So this is giving us things that we can occupy our mind with because the more we 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 sit there idle is the more opportunity the devil has to to it says you know itemize his workshop workplace whatever it is so it, it, the more time he has so man if you it, it's that's fantastic to hear Pete that you your idleness is still thinking about the goodness of God and, and singing songs and, and songs is popping up in your head man because you know, a lot of times the idle mind leads to man I ain't gonna do man let me go grab some whatever you know what i'm saying that's the mm-hmm. thing so the more we feed we always say the more you put in your bucket man the easier it is for it to spill out the right way man so that's encouraging man hearing what you're doing yeah man um look Pete, let me say something real quick um man that was the word of god right there man and you are <laughs> a complete example 
No, no, I mean, seriously, look, look, it has nothing to do with, I, I don't personalize nothing. You got to be careful when somebody uses somebody as an example. You can't look at the person. You got to look at the situation, man. And, and I can clearly see the hand of God on you of how you're talking and how you're doing. It's on you. He's doing it. That is the uh-huh. message. God desires us to have intimacy with him. That's what it is. He wants you at a place that we got to. That's why he says, guard your temples. Like everything is after us, man. Like everything is after us. You got to be in contact with him so you're not distorted because the devil is using everything. If you're not in contact with God, you can be tempted away by TV, by internet, by anything. From the beginning of the time, the devil was doing this. From the very mm-hmm. beginning of the time, he is he's a professional deceiver in God. Is you, it's like he don't give us rules for nothing. He's saying you have to stay in relation with me. If you don't, you're gonna go. You're, you're gonna stray. You know, I mean that was that was very powerful, man. And God gave us a message. Uh, we talked about that kind of with what you and Brent did in January. You know what I'm saying? The way y'all did that, mm-hmm. how God showed us that the intimacy with him is where you get to hear from him. You know what I'm saying? The way you pray and fast and you yearn for that relationship, like sacrificing time, you know, worshiping all day. Or taking time out to pray or doing just to hear from him or doing things like that gets us at a place where we can stay inside of him. So it's not just like it's, it, it, it is possible. It mm-hmm. is possible. It is possible because God gave us the power by the blood of Jesus. We can defeat that devil. It's a fight. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight, but we can beat that joker, man. We we sometimes give him too much diagonal credit because how sneaky he is. But he ain't got no power over us. God said he gave us power to trample over him. He has nothing. All, all we got is simple. All I got to do is call on Jesus. You can say it with power and authority, and they got to flee, man. So we're a work in progress. But, Pete, I'm going to say this, baby. I, I, that was really the word of God. But boy, we can. This is possible. We're going to beat it. We're going to defeat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the blood of Jesus, we're gonna defeat, you know. But man, we gotta really stay inside of Him because outside of Him is deception. That so so, so that it, that that was deep, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you just being faithful right now, because God, if you got more than what you got now, that was that was a whole message what you just gave <laughs> right there, man. Seriously. Yeah, I, I got a little bit more, man. I, I'm gonna keep going, man. Like yes, I said, I had. I had seven verses, seven yes. God's numbers. So I wanted to talk about perception and talk about it from a, a spiritual realm and you have seven verses to kind of explain it right and give some real world examples. So we're not done just yet, but they say the Lord ain't through with me yet. So we're going to keep going. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I'm going to go into James, man, if you guys can. James chapter one, um, verse two and three. If anybody want to take it, they can just go ahead and shout it out. Say it again, James. What? James chapter one, verse two and three. I'll read this because I I'll read this because I actually was talking okay. about this this morning. I actually was, man. So that's James chapter one, verse two and three. Yes, sir. From, from the NLT, it says, "Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy, for uh, for you know that when your faith is tested." Your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when you in, when you when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Verse five says, "If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not um, rebuke you for asking. But when you ask Him, be sure that you ask Him. Be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. A person who is divided in loyalty is unsettled." 
is as yeah. unsettled as a wave in the sea that blows and tossed by the wind. Such people uh, should not expect anything from the Lord. Now, now, real quick, man, um, if somebody else got that, it's worded real better in another context. Somebody else read that from yours. Look, just five. Read five from yours. Um, I don't got verse five. I didn't plan on being verse five. Uh, I don't want to take away. Uh, if any of you, you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives it liberally and without reproach, and it will be given unto you. I can read it, read it from the easy translation. You want me to break it down even further than that? James one and five. Um, but uh, James chapter one verse. But maybe you need to know how to be wise. Then ask God to help you. He is ready to give everyone what they need, and He never says that it is wrong to ask. So God will help you be wise. Interesting translation. You guys went a little bit deeper than what I thought, but that's all good. And I think <laughs> that actually is a good summary of verses two and three of mm-hmm. what God is doing when He's refining us, right? So the verse started off at two and three, and we'll go back to five. You know, in the King James Version, and TK read there, count it all joy, my brothers, uh, when you meet the trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, right? And I think when uh, in verse five that TK just read there, Brent just read was basically a summation of God saying, hey, it's a reason for, for that, a reason why I'm putting you through those things. So in each and every trial and tribulation that we go through as Christians, there's a reason for it. It's a reason why God's doing it. He's refining us. He's refining our spirit. He's refining our fruits of the spirit to make us more like him, to make us more holy. And to use an analogy here as Christians, we have to think of our, ourselves, man, as these diamonds. And that one day right now, we just this rock, right? And we just constantly being refined over time. So let me let me let me read to you real quick what I pulled from just Google Foo about a diamond. And think about this for a second. Think about this and then think about in the context of the trials and tribulations that we're going through in life and how we're being refined. Let me read this verbatim, word for word. It says, simply put, diamond formation occurs when carbon deposits. Let me false start. Okay. Some stones take shape in a matter of days or months while others take millions of years to materialize. That's a diamond. Let me read that again, because y'all don't think I heard, y'all heard me. Some stones take shape in a matter of days or months, while others take millions of years to materialize. Now, from a biblical perspective, God is infinite. There's no time. There's, there's no time. Your time can't define him. We, he can't define, we, we, we're not defined by time per se. So we're constantly being refined over time, so in our minds, we may think it's taking years and years for us to get over what we're getting over, but in God's mind, we're already past it. We're already through it. Mm. You know, you have to think of yourself that you're this diamond and you're constantly being refined and God's going to bring you to the moment of where he wants you to get you to when he wants you to, when he wants you there, right? And so God's constantly refining us at his own pace and doing it here on this earth within this time box but really it's infinite man so even though you may think it's taking so long in god's mind it's not he's already done it so i encourage you man in each and every situation man if you think of yourself as just this diamond that's constantly being refined 
you're going to be all right. You're going to get through it, man. But if you think of each and each and every trial and everything that you go through and you look at it as just one situation, if your perception on it is just like this one situation that I'm going through right now and everything in my life is controlled by this one situation, you will never, ever really be able to understand what God is doing for you. Because God, what he's constantly doing is he's refining you, man, over mm -hmm. and over again every day. God, it's different, man. He's taking away something every day. As a Christian, man, you know, you starting off as this rock and every day something is getting shared off. Every day something is getting shared off. You're getting a little bit more crystal clear, a little bit more crystal clear. More dust is starting to come off. Mm -hmm. That sin of worry is starting to come off. That sin Ooh. of selfishness is starting to come off. Each day, each day you get refined. You get refined come into on, that Pete. day. Come on, Pete. Come on. And you, and you look upon his face, man, and, and there's no more worry, no more anger, no more transgression, on, no more uh -huh. none of that. Man. You truly a diamond at that point. So Exactly. I encourage you guys, man, to look at yourselves, man, as diamonds that are constantly being refined each and every day and use that as um, you know, fuel for your perception. That's good, man. What you got, T? Nah, I ain't messing with you, man. Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. I'm not nah, really. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not messing with you, Pete. Just go ahead. look. Look, man. You need to pick what you want to do today, okay? Because um, <laughs> you you hit us about three devotionals right there, and it sound like you got more, man. This over the life, yeah, like I got when you finish. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with this, man. I'm gonna end it with nah, this, man. What does he got, bro? Well, take your time, yeah. man. But when you finish, I I don't know how. I can't. I I didn't write. I can't run this back to you. Not everything. I can't. You man. This a lot. And it's so good, man. But I, I'm gonna have to pick one thing that I wrote down, and that's all I can give you at the end. But keep right. going, man. Really. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, we're still on the theme of perception, right? And perceiving everything from a biblical aspect, and just trying to find that, um, you know, peace and freedom and everything. What he's saying. So, um, set your mind, Colossians chapter three, verse two. Uh, for the sake of time, I'm just going to read it, uh, what I have what I have written down here. It says, such a mind, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, man. That's the corn, man. Good elephants eat corn. Corn is the Colossians, man. You right there at the Philippians, man. <laughs> that was funny, dude. That was funny, dude. Colossians 3, do your thing, brother. Yeah, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So where my mind goes to with this in terms of perception and how we perceive things, a lot of times we perceive things that may be uh, more important um, from a worldly aspect, but from a spiritual aspect and really just the <laughs> in actuality aspect they're really not that important right so you know mm -hmm. cars clothes and you know um looking good it's all vanity really it don't matter you know that's why idolatry is so dangerous you know you work work worship things that are idol worship things that are not um god worship things and not him right um i think truly people that are successful in this world that 
are really connected to God and putting their faith first and their family first um, and not really caring about some of the things that are of this world. Um, I, I think those are the people that kind of last and that's why they kind of, God puts them exhausted and puts them on pedestals once they really, um, you know, seek him, right? And they're really, their perception of, um, of this world and of these things is that they're not important, man. And I just encourage us for each day that we live, man, try to have a perception that the only thing that really is, really matters is his salvation and what he's given us and that he's given us everything we need. But once we start setting our mind on things that are of this world, that's really dangerous, right? We start setting our minds and it's, it's difficult at times, man. We get caught up in our career. We start looking around at what other people have. We start comparison ourselves and it, it's really hard sometimes i know on this world and especially in america because we have so much man and we bless with so much and sometimes we get so caught up in everything we're doing we forget that really the only thing that matters is we suppose we are as christians well everybody is really but as children of god as christians man the only thing we need to do each and every day is set our mind on things that are above set our mind oh boy Come on, man. So from a perception, you know, going back to the theme of the lesson, um, how do you perceive the moment? I encourage you guys each and every day, man, to perceive each and every day as a day that I need to seek him, seek heavenly things and really put these things that are not heavenly on the back burner and behind me and seek these things first of the kingdom of God and all these things we had one to Um I, I, I want to, um, I'm gonna, I have one more verse, um, and then I'm gonna give you guys a short clip of a video, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it. Uh, okay. I know we kind of getting, um, it's, it's Black History Month, so I had to throw this one in here. Um, uh, we talk about perception. Uh, the Lord tests the palm, chapter 11, verse 5. I'll let you guys get a chance to get to it. What is it? Palms, chapter 11, verse 5. Psalms 11, 5. No, mm -hmm. palm, palm, palms 11. <laughs> Holmes. <laughs> hey Pete, yeah, I'm, I'm joking, man. It's all, <laughs> nah, it's all good, man. man. It's all good, jokes. I gotta get you a little bit. Corey be getting me all the yeah. time. <laughs> Song, songs, what? 11 and Paul, 5. Yeah, yeah. Chapter 11, verse 5. Gotcha. Um, I, I'll yeah, read hold it. Up, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, 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 uh. All right. Yep, I'm there. Amen. Uh, the Lord tests the righteousness, but his soul hates the wicked and he loves violence, man. The Lord tests the righteousness, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Man, if you look back throughout the history of mankind, all these violent leaders, no matter who they were, they never won. Violence never won. Violence never won. And you look throughout the mm. history of mankind and you look at each and every, whether whether it was a race of people, class of people, or, or just a person in general that would overcame something on a situation where they would be treated unjustly, they did it because righteousness wins, right? In that moment, their perception was that this is righteousness. This is what's good. I'm going to do what's right. For me, I had to throw this in here tonight, man. Rosa Parks, man. When she went on that bus, man, 
And she sat down, man. She didn't care what anybody said about her that day. She was like, man, this is right. I'm going to do what's right today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a change, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's a quote that says, courage looks different on every man and woman, right? So in that moment, she was like, okay, you know, okay, God, use me right now. My perception of this moment, God, use me. Use me, right? So, man, imagine if she didn't do that. Like, imagine mm. if, if it's times in your life, man, when you're not sitting and you're not thinking or telling God to use you when he's trying to really use you. Right. Imagine if she wouldn't have done that. Imagine how much longer it would have been for people of color to be able to just go sit on a bus in the front of the bus at that day. Her perception of the moment was she wasn't going to do what was righteous. So in that moment, she was like, you know what, God, you speaking to me. I'm going to go do what's righteous. This is what's righteous, man. This is what's righteous, man. So, man, mm. you know, I, I don't have much left. I think I, I went through all the verses. I might, I might have skipped one, but this is what I want to tell y'all, man, before I, 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 I finish this out, man, that in every moment, in everything you do, I encourage y'all, man, to step back and try to really understand what God is trying to tell you. Try to understand what he's trying to teach you. Try to understand in that moment what he's trying to say, man, because that's how you find your peace. That's how you find your freedom. Without that, you're not find peace. You're not find freedom, man. So, um, mm -hmm. I encourage you guys to do that in every moment. And um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna leave y'all with just something right here. I think to me, uh, it's a small speech from Ray Lewis, but it's in my in my opinion, it's the greatest speech he ever gave. In my opinion, just these these couple <laughs> words there was the greatest words. Um, I think that um, he's an effective communicator. Definitely has a, a gifted. Um, you know, tongue for, for, for relating to people. But um, I, I encourage you to use this as, uh, uh, you know, when you're looking at each and every day, uh, take these words with you. So uh, can y'all hear it? Yeah. Okay. That's it, man. That's all mm -hmm. I got, man. So I encourage y'all, man, to, yeah, you know, if you had 24 hours to live, man, each 24 you got is so precious, man. Try to make sure that in every perception of every moment, man, you're trying to find that peace and freedom what God is trying to tell you, man. That's all I got, man. I'm out.